Welcome back to The Forge, the official podcast of Blacksmith Ministries. Podcasts have played a crucial role in the development of my spiritual life, and I pray that these podcasts will do the same for you. My sincere desire is that these podcasts, these messages, these recordings, these live sessions will produce life in you, that they'll awaken a passion for Jesus in your heart, and that you'll know him in an intimate way. I have the honor, I mean an honor today, to welcome the senior leaders of the Blacksmith Ministry team, Blake and Shelby, Laracy. It's just kind of like a movie, like the Avengers. They give all of the the main actors and actresses, and at the very end, the, the coolest person in the movie gets with so-and-so. So this is with Eloise Laracy, their beautiful baby girl. She's just full of life and full of joy. We're welcoming their family because uh, they're family to me. We want to talk about the coronavirus. I don't know why they call it the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I get. I just start laughing about the coronavirus. It could be the Miller Lite virus or the Budweiser virus. Why it's got to be corona? The ultravirus. We're just kidding. Uh, but we want to talk about that because it has uh, dominated the news. It's dominated the globe. And there's been a lot of things that have happened since last Wednesday when it really broke out. Um I'm 47 years old, almost, so I'm pre-47. I, in my life experience in law enforcement, 18 years, have never seen anything quite like this. The closest thing to for me would be back in 2002 when they had the D.C. snipers, is what they called them. It was John Muhammad, and he had a 17-year-old young feller, Lee Boyd <laughs> Malvo, and they were actually shooting people from the trunk of their car. They would go up to gas stations, bus stops, just random places in the store at a Home Depot, and they shooting. They were shooting people. Yeah, yeah, they made it after that. So my county in Virginia was an hour and a half south of D.C., and we actually prepared for that event. And I think they had like 12 shootings. And sure enough, he came to our county in October 2002, and I was one of the first responding officers there. And uh, it was fear gripped the nation for about, or at least the East Coast, for about two weeks, but nothing like this. So, Shelby, from your perspective, what have you seen and how have you seen people react to this coronavirus? Um, well, I've seen... Yeah, oh, come yeah. on, baby. Okay, so... She's seen something, too. upset about her water bottle. Um, yeah. So I've seen a lot of fear, but I've also seen a lot of just kind of playing it off. Um, the water office that I work at used to be a pizza place. So we have a drive through window, and um, just within the last few days, we've had to close the lobby and um, just use the drive through And one person came through. Well, obviously, we have those people that, like, make jokes, and they yeah. say, uh, can I order a you know, hot pepperoni pizza or cheese pizza with a side of breadsticks. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, cool. But we've had a lot of people come and just be like, are you sure that this is going to keep you from getting the coronavirus? And I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know, if we're taking the correct precautions and, you know, we're honoring what the CDC says and like, obviously, we have to honor what our leadership and, you know, people in office, we do have to honor them. So, you know, taking precaution and um, listening to them and 
keeping that social distance and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, distancing for sure. Yeah, which is great because I'm an introvert and I can sit in my house all day long, <laughs> read books and stuff. So this has been one of those dreams um, where I can just sit and not do anything, but that makes me sound lazy. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, you're not, um, you're not lazy at all. But one of those things that um, a lot of people want, or actually that I experienced was Okay, all this stuff is is going on. There's no toilet paper on the shelves. There's like no bread. Why did I not prepare or why did I not have things ready in time for if anything possibly was to happen similar to this? And so I've been like wanting to start a garden and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Well, last night um, I was reading, which I know you want to talk about our um, – Perspective. Our perspective and stuff, but I just wanted to throw this in there. Last night I was reading while we were at church because we still had church and it was amazing. And Psalms 91 says, Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. The Lord has announced his victory and has revealed his righteousness to every nation. Wow. Um, he has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel, and the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Um, which, I mean, there's a lot more, and it just pretty much talks about, you know, singing songs of joy to Him. And I think in this time, with a lot of people um, experiencing fear and experiencing anxiety, which is exactly what I experienced um, at the beginning, I feel like they need hope. There's a lot of people that need hope. And um, so... I just got to that point where I was like, all right, Lord, you know, this virus can't control my emotions because yes, our emotions are, you know, up and down, but God's word is truth and it's holy and either God's real or he's not, or, you know, he doesn't have, you know, he has this in control or he doesn't. And in his word, if it says he has the victory, he's got the victory That's exactly, and that's truth and it lasts forever. So whether it's truth during this coronavirus or, you know, whether it's truth in your everyday walk with you know, the Lord, if you experience anxiety, okay, well, he has victory over that. You know, if you experience not being prepared, he has victory over that. And yeah. he can give you wisdom and he can give you, you know, he is the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit. He can come in. He knows everything. Yes, he does. He knows he everything sure does. and he can give you that. So, um, yeah, that's just my perspective. There's fear and I feel like people need hope and his word is hope. That's who he is too. So, do I need to? No, so that is incredible. Blake actually has a testimony about experiencing fear, and so I wanted to Blake for you to give our listeners what you your testimony, and then how it's really um, helped you prepare for this uh, fearful time. Go, babe. Woo. <laughs> you guys will have to forgive my child. <laughs> so basically, uh, my testimony is uh, around January fourth, twenty fifteen. I was a uh, at my grandmother's house, and uh, I think I was staying with her at the time in high school. Um, I was just there one night, and I just had this overwhelming sense of fear just, like, hit me, hit me, like, felt it through my whole body, and I just, I, I didn't know what to do, so I was like, Grandma, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, like, freaking out here. I'm going to church with you in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and so I went to church with her that morning, gave my life uh, to the Lord. But the fear it, it it didn't stop there. It continued almost almost a year on after that, just daily 
waking up in fear, just like constant panic attacks, day and night, 24-7. And uh, I just kept clinging to Scripture. One night, uh, my grandma gave me the Scripture, do not grow uh, weary in doing good, for if you faint not, you will rape. And I, I just, that's something I went by. Just don't grow weary, just push through. And then I kept reading more script, Scriptures, like, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I just kept speaking those scriptures over me. and Eventually, that 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 fear just I depleted, I guess the word is, and I just got filled with faith and just, um, just I don't know, uh, just said no to fear, I guess. Uh, I just, so now, I mean, with the coronavirus and everything, I mean, yes, in the back of my head, and yes, I believe it's a serious thing, but I'm not going to let it dominate my life and, and just control, like Shelby said, uh, my emotions and stuff. I'm just not going to let it control me. But I mean, obviously, you know, be smart, wash your hands, (laughs) take showers, use deodorant, whatever. (laughs) But yeah. That's a fantastic testimony. So if anybody has ever struggled with fear or fear just absolutely, yeah, absolutely just grips you, what we want to offer you guys is you can contact the ministry through our website and you can request prayer. And you can also look us up on Facebook, the Blacksmith Ministries page, and request prayer. And Blake and Shelby would love to pray for you guys. Um, the Lord started this ministry as a traveling ministry of prayer and encouragement. And that doesn't just mean traveling on the road. You know, through technology social media we can reach people all over the place and we want to offer that for you guys anytime someone has authority over an issue over sin over an attack of the enemy the lord has given them an anointing to help other people through that so when blake's testimony is the lord delivered him from fear now he has an anointing over fear that he can break destroy the yoke of fear and remove the heavy burden for people that struggle with it. Same with Shelby over anxiety and just these out-of-control emotions trying to take you up and down. So that's what we want to offer. My take on the coronavirus is uh, all this fear that is in the atmosphere. Like Shelby said, they still have church, and I love that because they're creating an atmosphere of faith. But you can walk into an environment where someone is just losing their mind. They're irrational. I think either Blake or Shelby mentioned buying up all the toilet paper. That's an irrational response, and that that shows you that fear is in the the atmosphere, and we have the authority over atmospheres. Uh, The word, I think Shelby wants to pop in real fast, and so I want to honor that because when she gets a word, we need to listen. Go ahead, Shelby. Um, so this actually happened this past weekend. So I guess whenever we release this, it'll be actually three weeks um, from when that happened. Um, Eloise was really just kind of give an example for how you can take authority over yeah. um, the atmosphere. Eloise was very, very fussy, and she was not wanting to go to sleep, but I knew she was tired. And I knew that she wasn't just fighting sleep. I knew there was something else in the atmosphere. So I finally just said, if there's anything in this room right now that is not of God or of Jesus Christ, you need to leave right now. And we were actually not in our home, but I just said, you know, you can't be here when I'm here. 
It's one of those things where even if it's not your home, you can still take over the atmosphere. Even if it's not somewhere that you own or whatever, you can still take over the atmosphere and say, if there's anything that's not of God, you need to leave right now. And I just began to sing out and praise the name of the Lord and invite the Holy Spirit in and invite his peace and his comfort mm. and um, that's so good. just his overwhelming presence. And it, he just showed, like he just showed up and, Blake has never, which this, I don't know why that stuck with me, but Blake has never said this, but he just quietly said, it's so peaceful in here. Come on. And I just began to like praise the Lord Come again. On. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so just give praise to God. Get, bless his name. Yes. And sing, even if you cannot sing at all, you are still making a you are still yeah. making a joyful noise to the Lord, and he still honors that, yeah. and he's still going to come in. Um, but, the, okay, but I do have to say thing, one, this one thing, is even if you're listening to this um, podcast and you don't know who the Lord is, Jesus' name is still powerful. Come on. And you can still say his name out. Whenever I was younger, I would would wake up from nightmares, and I would just call out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And after saying it several times, it wasn't because he didn't come in the first time. Yeah. It was just I needed to say it over and over again to reaffirm, like, hey, he's here. And so, but I also believe that when you ask Jesus into your heart, you're able to walk in that authority that he's called us to walk in. So you're able to take over the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to pop in and say that because it it is real. You can take over the atmosphere. And yeah, that's who you are. You're a child of God. So, so we were going to talk about what to do with fear. And it appears the Holy Spirit has the answer about authority. Because I was typing notes last night, Shelby, on a message on authority. Okay, come on. And so, as I mentioned about working for the Hanover County Sheriff's Office, uh, that's probably the best way that I know to describe how a believer, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of his, operates in his authority, just like the Sheriff's Office. I was a deputy sheriff, so I wasn't the sheriff Mm -hmm. himself, but I had the same authority As the sheriff did, he gave it to me. I wasn't using my own authority. I was using his authority. He Mm -hmm. trusted me, and out of relationship, we had the same exact authority. I could arrest people based on the authority that he gave me. That's so good. And so when you have a relationship with Jesus, you can operate in his authority, and it's a relationship issue because he trusts us, because he develops us, because he matures us. Then we are able to use his own authority. I can't tell you how many times um, the authority, it can change an atmosphere. That's Mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about tonight is any atmosphere that you go into where you sense fear, you sense confusion, you Mm -hmm. see irrational things, people are saying irrational things, um, you can take over. And it doesn't have to be, everybody just stop right now. You can actually do this under your uh, voice, under your breath. You can do it quietly. And you can just declare through the authority that we have in Jesus. The authority that we have in Jesus comes from Matthew 28 where he says, All authority, Mm -hmm. he told his disciples, all authority has been given to me Mm -hmm. in heaven and earth. And based on that, go Mm -hmm. and make disciples. So He, we operate in his authority, not our own. And you can control any atmosphere, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're at church. You can hear Blake right now. He just took Eloise to the other room, and she's kind of fussy. But what is he doing? 
He's taking control of that atmosphere in that room. He's just comforting her. Mm -hmm. He's saying, Dad's here. He's patting her on the back. Isn't that just a beautiful representation of any time that we feel tired or scared or wearied that our Father's there Mm -hmm. comforting us, declaring the atmosphere, lifting (laughs) us up, saying these silly things. But that, man, that's just a picture of the Father how he loves us. Oh, I wish we had a video videotaping that. Yeah. That is the father. I love it. I don't hear her screaming like she was 20 <laughs> minutes ago either. Hey, let me tell you this, guys. Shelby and Blake, I love them. I've known them for a long time. We met at the Ramp School of Ministry. We mm-hmm. became connected sons and daughters. I actually officiated their wedding. And um, this is what ministry is supposed to look like, family. Mm-hmm. So... I'm honored to be uh, in their life. I'm honored they're in my life, and we're going to run and pursue Jesus together. Uh, I can't wait for us to do more podcasts together where you guys can get to hear Blake and Shelby. They have a lot of wisdom for their young years. They've got a lot of passion for Jesus, and I love having the different perspectives on our team. You've got an old man, excuse me, older man, (laughs) you know, and then you've got the younger generation, so... I think we just need to pray over them. What yeah, do you think? Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and lead us out? Okay. Um, I'm going to get close to yeah, the microphone. <laughs> God, I just thank you right now for each and every person that listens to this podcast. God, I just ask right now that you bless them where they're at. God, I just thank you for revealing yourself to them. I thank you that you are showing up where they are, that you are taking control over every situation and you are showing them that you are real that there is nothing to fear there is nothing to worry about at all um and if you are listening to this i just really encourage you to sing out with me if you know the song come on i'm no longer a slave to fear i am a child of god I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. That's who you are. Right now is the time to step into our authority. It's the time to step out in boldness and confidence and tell people about the love of God that you have experienced in your own life. That is the only way that we are going to be able to get through this time of anxiety, through this time of worry and um, uncertainty, and it's with the love of God. So, God, I just thank you that you're coming in and you're revealing your love to them. You're revealing your love to us. God, and I thank you for the joy that you bring, that we don't have to stay cooped up in our in our minds or you know in ourselves but lord that we can reach out to you and that you are truth and you guide us and and everything um that you give us a way out when we have nowhere else to turn and you break down our walls and you show us the light at the end of the tunnel and god i just ask right now that you give us tunnel vision um, that the that the news and all of the other things that are trying to come in and steal our joy, God, that we have that tunnel vision and we know exactly who we belong to. And God, we can see the way out and that we don't have to listen to those things and we don't have to let those things um, grab hold of us. 
So we thank you right now that you're coming in and you are revealing your love to us, Jesus. This is a prophetic word for Tim and Amanda Edwards in Haleville, Alabama. Oh, you just you guys. we um, you just been on my heart while Shelby's been praying. So we just declare supernatural peace, supernatural joy, and all that you're facing, all that you're experiencing. We just declare God's blessing over you. Uh, Psalm 512, the Lord will bless the righteous with favor. He'll surround him as with a shield. So we declare that verse, Psalm 512, over you. Pastors Tim and Amanda Edwards at the Restoration Church in Haleville, Alabama. The Lord sees you. He hears you. He's with you. He is protecting you. He is surrounding you with favor right now. In every situation where you need favor, this is a word for you. You have God's favor in that situation. Now, Shelby looked at me like she's got a word. She just grabbed her Bible, so let them have it. Um, in 1 Timothy 3, it just talks about leaders in the church, and um, it says, So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. Um, and it talks about, you know, he must be able to manage his own family and having children who respect and obey him. Um, and just talking about how... You know, people outside the church must speak well of him. And I feel like that you being a leader of that church is exactly where you need to be because, you know, there you don't have that bad reputation, Come if that on. makes sense. Yes. You have an awesome reputation. And I don't know if you've experienced any doubt for where you are, um, but if you have, I just rebuke that right now because you are exactly where you need to be. There is, There are um, people in the church that need you, yes. not just a leader in general, but you. There's something that you have that you have to offer that is exactly what they need. Um, so just, I just speak wisdom over you because I know you have the knowledge um, of how to do those things. But it, or you know, you have the knowledge of what to say, what to do, but it's actually putting those things into play um, that is going to be super key for this time. So I thank you, um, God, for just giving them wisdom <laughs> and showing them how to direct um, the church in a godly way, but also honoring um, what's going, like what the, the leaders uh, in, in office. <clears throat> Amen. Well, now you know why Blake and Shelby are on the team. <laughs> so as the worship leaders, that girl can sing uh, almost as good as her husband. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I would say he's a lot better than me. Well, it's not about, they're just both anointed, <laughs> and I love them. So, guys, that's going to conclude our podcast. Please follow us on social media. Check out the website, www.blacksmithministries.org. Check, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram. What's up? And we'll see you next time on The Forge. God bless.